0: Grace,
1: mercy, and peace from God, our Father, and from our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ, amen. Habakkuk, that's how I pronounce it, Habakkuk. Pam and I are going back and forth on that this week. He was a prophet, and he was a prophet in about the year 600 BC, and he wrote this book. Actually, it talks about in our Old Testament lesson how God told him to write and he revealed the truth to him. So you have it right before you today. The, cha- the book's only three chapters long, and it's a dialogue between God and between Habakkuk. See, she's just so happy about her baptism. <laughs> yeah, that's right, angel. Oh, gosh. At that time, during, um, during Habakkuk's reign, there- as a prophet, it was a very violent time. It was a violent time. It was a chaotic time. And to be honest with you, I think there's a lot of similarities in our time. Dwayne brought up a very good point regarding what's going on today in our schools. They definitely are not going in the way of God or of Scripture. But Habakkuk could not see the situation improving at all. As a matter of fact, he saw the situation going from bad to bad to worse. He saw no light at the end of the tunnel. And again, I think there's some similarities with our lives. No lights at the end of the tunnel with those things which you and I are struggling together in trying to get a hold of. Sometimes we feel totally hopeless as we take a downward spiral and spin out of control. But today, What's really wonderful about our Old Testament lesson is God provides Habakkuk hope in a hopeless situation. And it's just such wonderful good news. And he does it through a prayer as they are praying regarding this hopeless situation. Now, please remember, as we pray, prayer is not simply asking God for things. It's not even asking regarding specific situations. But as we look at the psalmist, David and those who wrote the psalms, a lot of times they're simply cries. They're expressions of the heart, expressing hurt, discouragement, depression, anger. Yes, anger at times. Listen to what Habakkuk said. Oh, Lord, the very first line, how long shall I cry for help and you will not hear me? Do you often think that? Do you often think that we spend all of our time praying and we wonder if God really hears us? You see, Habakkuk, let's put it this way in the vernacular, he's ticked off and he's complaining to God. My friends in Christ, it's okay to talk to God that way because he created you and he saw the great fall into sin. And then he sent his son, Jesus Christ, to redeem us. But he wants us to be ourselves with him, sinful beings in everything. He wants us, and, and I think by that, by doing what Habakkuk did, he was able to recognize and to be honest about his hopeless situation. Yet Habakkuk's frustration, did you notice something really cool about it? He was waiting for God's response. He was simply waiting for God to respond. Look at the verse. Um, chapter 2 verse 1. I will take my stand. At my watch post. And station myself on the tower. And look out to see what he will say to me. <laughs> Habakkuk was waiting. For God to respond to him. And then he was going to. Confront God again. So how was it that God came to Habakkuk. He came to him twofold really, and it was actually the same. It was through a vision. And the vision was, watch Habakkuk, you're going to write my revelation on tablets clearly and plainly. And he was going to hear, as he did, he heard God's word. Friends in Christ, nothing has changed. You still have the vision. The vision is God's word in print, in paper and ink. And if you think about it, golly, I get excited about this. For three thousand years, that word's been true; hasn't changed. Oh, we we change it, but in essence, it really hasn't changed. It comes to us, but it not only comes to us in paper or ink; it comes to us through brothers and sisters in Christ who encourage one another amongst their struggles. That's right, you don't have to hold the Bible to have the Bible and God's word come to you. He comes through brothers and sisters in the faith of Jesus Christ. And it comes to us plainly, and it comes to us clearly, and it comes to us in all seasons. And I tell you, knowing that word hasn't changed and knowing that word is there, It makes us confident to approach him in his word. Another answer, now this this may hold you back here. Those of you or us who are going through some struggles right now and don't see an end to the light of the tunnel, listen to the next thing that God says to Habakkuk. He made it very clear that he wasn't going to fulfill this prophecy and the fulfillment anytime soon. Okay, and really, that's where we all struggle. That's where we all struggle, especially now in our world today. We live in an instantaneous gratification. We, you know, think about it. I mean, it's kind of neat getting old to watch how technology's going. I mean, in a sense, it's neat. But the other day, Pam and I are just sitting next to each other, and I'm going, I want to watch that Dodger game on. I don't know what time it is on tonight, and I don't know what channel. And she picks up her phone and goes, Siri, and asked us questions, and the phone answered exactly what we needed to know. Hey, we don't like waiting. And that's really our downfall many times. But did you hear the psalm the choir sang? Wait in silence. Wait in silence on the Lord. Let him take his time because what he's doing is he's making each one of us as his children stronger, moment by moment, forming us, shaping us, making us grow. And the final blessing that God provides and the final truth of hope that God provides to Habakkuk and provides for each one is really the biggie. He says this in verse 4. The righteous shall live by his faith. Meaning, the righteous shall live by his or her faith. I mean, I I got a question. You know, since we're in great company with Claire Elizabeth this morning, and she was baptized, and she's raising her hand, how many of you have been baptized? See? Guess what? You're righteous. You're righteous not because of your righteousness, but because of his righteousness. You've been redeemed, my friends, in Christ his blood spilled on your behalf. And what he has done in that is he's reconciled us to the Father. And, and, and a lot of times what I've noticed in my 30 some odd years of ministry is as much as I talk about that, we always wanna talk about something else. We always wanna talk about something else, but that's the answer, the reconciliation of God to his people through Christ. That gives us eternal hope, and guess what? Because of the eternal hope that we have now in Christ's death and resurrection, everything else is small potatoes. Seriously, because the righteous, you and me, we live now our life based on faith in almighty God and the work of his son, Jesus Christ. Okay, so how does this play out in our life? A great author by the name of Eugene Peterson wrote these words. Regarding hope. And hoping is not dreaming. It is not spinning an illusion of fantasy to protect us from pain. It means a confident, alert expectation that God will do what he said he will do. It is his willingness to let him do it in his way and in his time. You know, that's why you and I that's why we react differently to tragedies and to struggles. We don't act as though we don't deserve them. We don't act as though something strange is happening. We almost anticipate them. I've got to tell you this little story regarding Pam. She doesn't know I'm going to say this, and she's back there. It was about 15 or 20 years ago, and we were having a real struggle medically. Uh, we, Pam went to the doctor. I went with her, and the doctor came into the the uh, office and, and we sat there and he said to Pam, he says, you have cervical cancer. And it, you know, when you hear those words, you, you, you're stunned, obviously. But yet that stunness did not last long. We began to laugh. I'm not saying that's a typical reaction. But as brothers and sisters in Christ Ultimately, we all know we will be made whole again through the work of Jesus Christ. That this is not necessarily our home, but that heaven is our home. And by the grace of God and through those doctors and nurses, she's cancer free. So, in closing, God, my friends, keeps his promises. And he promises to never disappoint us with giving us hope. And that hope is always there. And tying tie- in this really up, I promise, um, the ending of Habakkuk the prophet finds Habakkuk still praying, still waiting for the Lord, yet still having faith. And these are the last verses of his book. Though the fig tree should not blossom nor fruit be on the vines, The produce of the olive fail, and the fields yield no food. The flock be cut off from the fold, and there be no herd in the stalls. Yet I will rejoice in the Lord. I will take joy in the God of my salvation. God the Lord is my strength. He makes me my feet like the deer's. He makes me tread on high places. Amen. Now may the peace that passes all understanding keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus.